Welcome to this episode of Mind Your Business, Mills County. I'm Todd Studer, and today's episode is brought to you by Malvern Bank. Malvern Bank's mission, to build community while supporting education, innovation, and growth while delivering a banking experience that is both authentic and individualized. Next time you stop into Malvern Bank, be sure to tell them thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Mind Your Business, Mills County. Joined again today by Rachel Reese, Executive Director of the Glenwood Area Chamber of Commerce. Rachel, full swing into spring. Used to be fall was my favorite time of year, but as I've gotten older, I have learned to really appreciate spring. You know, I love fall. Like fall will always have my heart, (laughs) but spring is wonderful just because, I mean, it's just fun to see everything grow and see the different flowers come into bloom, start seeing like farmers going in and seeding. Like it's just, it's a lot of fun. And also I have found in business this type of year can really get a person's mind into thinking about new things and thinking about growth and thinking about uh, different innovation and that type of stuff. So I think that might be one of the reasons I like spring so much now after I became a business owner. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that there, there's something to be said for like going through the natural sort of seasons with your business and using your winter time. And there's like a word, I think it's, I think it's pronounced like Heige in Swedish that is all about like creating cozy and turning inward and focusing on comfort inward. And that is, an excellent time for a business to start looking inward and start figuring out, okay, what's worked, what hasn't worked, how do I move forward? And then spring is the time where everything just needs to be launched. And that's when you're starting to try new things and just get going. So I definitely think there's like a definite rhythm to it all. You recently were part of an event that talked about a lot of the same stuff about new ways of looking at things. Yeah. So I was really lucky this week and I got to go to a conference with the National Rural Economic Developers Association. It was held in Red Oak and Stanton. And I went with the city administrator, Amber from Glenwood, and then the city clerk from Malvern, Joe George. And so it was, it was a good, it was technically two days, but it was both a half day. And it was interesting to just sit and hear everything that these towns have going on. Red Oak, they really talked about housing and how housing really kind of shapes sort of the future for a lot of these towns, because we know that there's sort of this drain on bigger cities to come this way towards rural because people aren't wanting to be in a city so much anymore. They're seeing the advantage to living in rural, but then it's how do we make sure that infrastructure wise that we can support that we can support people that need access to fiber and all that stuff. So that was interesting. The thing that got like me excited was Stanton. And I don't know if anybody, have you ever been to Stanton? I have, yes. Have you been there recently? Not recently, no. This goes back to my old broadcasting at KMA days when I was doing sports and the Stanton uh, Vikings and Vikings, if I remember correctly. Vikings, I love that. <laughs> um, that's what I want to be called from now on. But okay, so they I mean, they have gone through this like, massive shift over the last 20 years or so. And recently they've opened up like all of these new businesses just along their main street in their downtown corridor. And they continue to really try to be on the cutting edge of things. And it was interesting to listen to how they did it because while they do get like grants that a lot of us look at, they're, they're a town of 600 people, right? And so, but they're competing for this like technology park and all of these things that are on par with like 
Red Oak, who is 5,100 people. So it's just impressive about how a community coalesces around an idea and has that vision and collaborates and moves forward. So that was super cool to witness. And also, I think when you start going after things like this, whether you're successful or not, there's still a big benefit from it because it kind of gets your mindset into we need to be thinking about growth, especially in smaller communities in Iowa, because we're losing so many of them. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. They um, So they recognize that pretty much their entire town leaves to go to work each day, right? They don't have the insane amount of jobs that like Omaha or Council Bluffs has or even like Red Oak. But they recognize that parents probably don't get back into town until like 6 or 7 p.m. So there, there's this gap of time after school where kids are left on their own. So they've been working to kind of create this more... Um, the streamlined process around their daycare as a place for like kids to come. And so they have basically doubled the size of their daycare to make sure that that can support anybody that wants their kid to go there. Um, they have like two or three restaurants in this little town on top of like a coffee shop. I mean, it's just insane how much they continue to do and they continue to work forward and really listening to them kind of talk to each other. They really try to work well together. Right. And it's all sort of a push behind FMTC, which is, I think one piece of collaboration that I encourage people to look at is like, there's always going to be that one organization that kind of drives it forward. Right. So like when we look at Malvern, Malvern Bank is a huge supporter of everything that happens in Malvern. Jay Burdick has such a vision for Malvern and really wants to see Malvern thrive. But there are also these other organizations around Malvern that do the work as well. And I think it's important to recognize that when we have ideas, when we want to see things done, when we want to move ideas forward, who are the other people that need to be in that table? Who need to be in that room and really be helping you think differently, look at things differently? Because I'm going to look at it my way and you're going to look at it your way and you're going to come up with a completely set of different ideas than I will. And I think that is the beauty of bringing people together to create these collaborations. And different industries obviously have different needs and different goals, but the attitude I think is the same. And as by getting everyone facing in the same direction, that's what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And that's how with what's going on in Red Oak or what's going on in Stanton can benefit Mills County. Oh yeah. I think we all walked away with just ideas of either tweaking what we're already doing or beginning the process of having conversations to get more people to the table. And and it can be just simple as at the end of a meeting asking who are we missing? Who who else needs to have a say in this? And who do we need to bring here? And it's just, it was just really impressive and eye-opening to just hear how they did this and how they worked through all of these different scenarios and issues that the town was facing. How did this translate into what you were thinking, okay, now what you can do in your office? is Has it shifted anything or did it confirm more of what you were already thinking? It's a great question. I think for me, it hasn't shifted anything. You know, I mean, I've been doing community work and community organizing work for probably close to 20 years now. And I know I don't look that old, but I am. And <laughs> I, I am not going anywhere near that. So you just continue on. <laughs> um, but I think what, what it solidified is what I learned back in my master's program so many years ago around community organizing is that there always has to be 
by the people for the people, right? Like I can, I'm, I'm fairly insulated in my little ivory tower. And it's really easy for me to say, okay, these are the things that I think will benefit businesses. So this is what I'm going to do. And just do these like sweeping policy changes and these sweeping programmatic changes. Reality is that that doesn't make a strong chamber though. What I learned way back when is that in order to be successful, in order to actually make meaningful change in your communities, you have to know what the people are saying. You have to know what the business's issues are. You have to know how does that translate? What are the data points? What are the trends that are coming out? What are the things that are keeping people up late at night that we can then help solve the issue? And to that point then, recognizing that I can't always solve the issue, that my job is really sometimes to be the catalyst and the spark that gets a group of people together to solve the issue. So it might not even be a chamber thing. And I think what this conference really showed me was that it's okay for the chamber to step aside and let someone else take the lead. As hard as that is for me as a person who I will always step in and I'm always comfortable leading, I have no problem leading. Sometimes my office is not the best suited to lead that change. And it's making sure to have those intentional conversations so we know who is the right person to be, who is the right organization person to be leading that change. And so I think that just really confirmed for me what I already knew, but it was just like, I mean, it takes you back to when you were like 20 in your master's program, right? Like really weird, <laughs> but good. So I was thinking as you were describing all of this, that an added benefit for you would be because you have a very small office. <laughs> And I would guess that there are a lot of times where you kind of feel like an island among yourself. And by going to a conference like this and being around other people that are doing the same type of work that you're doing in the same size of communities that you're doing it, it gives you a feeling of camaraderie. And now you've got some company and you've got some battle buddies, as a friend of mine likes to say, uh, moving forward. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, we've talked about networking a ton because it is a huge piece of what we do, but even as a chamber, it's important for me to network and connect with other people that are in the trenches, that are the battle buddies that are facing similar issues. So I can pick their brains and figure out like, how did you even navigate that? What did that look like? How did that feel? Like I had, um, the Clorinda economic development director, she approached me this week, um, while we were there together and, she, so Clorinda Academy had closed similar to GRC. And she just came up to me and just gave me a hug and just said, anything you need, I'm here to help. Here's a resource. I can tell you what we did, what worked, what didn't work. If you just need to talk through it, I'm here. And I think in that, then you realize we're not alone. Like there are other towns that have gone through this. There are other places that have gone through this. And Clorinda is still Clorinda, even after Clorinda Academy closed. So understanding that there are people out there that get it is so important. I would encourage everyone, as we've been talking about a lot of these communities around Southwest Iowa, take a driving trip, go out, see it, and then come back. And, and I think it can help you appreciate even more about all the similar things that we have in Mills County ourselves. So thinking about some of the some of the houses that I've seen in some of these smaller communities that are very old and the architecture. It's really impressive across all of these small communities and everybody and invite them to come to Mills County while you're there. Say, hey, we'd love you to come this direction too. So it all just kind of blends together. Oh yeah. I mean, I didn't realize like Stanton has the largest tea kettle thing 
because mm-hmm. I guess they're Swedish is their heritage and they all have white houses and that's what they're known for. They also have the largest like teacup and saucer. So, I mean, of course we had to go take a picture in front of the tea kettle because like, that's a thing. But I would also say like going to these towns, like finding the restaurants and the people that like the boutiques, everything that they do, the art places go in there and like connect with them. We got to try um, Fika coffee house, which was phenomenal. They make like Norwegian, um, Swedish pastries, not Norwegian. I keep wanting to say Norwegian. <laughs> they're not Norwegian, they're Swedish. I, I think um, that's Elkhorn. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> we also got to eat lunch at Gibbs Steakhouse and it was just fantastic. And they have this skylight that they made this beautiful, like stained glass mosaic to represent Stanton just rising through the plains. And it is phenomenal. And like, everything is so intentional. And I think it just appreciate, you just learn to appreciate how someone's craft. Right. And I think it's hard for us sometimes to think like, okay, we get used to the mundane. We get used to, well, this is what we have in our community. And we get tired, right? Because we kind of become apathetic to that. But I think going away and trying these things in Stanton and Red Oak really gave me a new appreciation for the craftsmanship of what our business owners here do even. And I think that's just super fun. So yes, go travel people. Go try all the things. (laughs) This episode of Mind Your Business Mills County brought to you by Malvern Bank. Please stop in, tell them thank you for being a sponsor of this podcast. We are very, very thankful uh, to them and to all of the sponsors that help us uh, bring you this program every week. Rachel Reese, Executive Director of the Glenwood Area Chamber of Commerce, thank you very much again for your time. We will talk again next week. Sounds good.